the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out. Cavensgroup.com. 71 consecutive wins. The streak is now officially over. Louisiana beats OU on a Sunday 7-5 to in extra innings in Norman. Got to be honest with you guys. I did not think that this would be the lead for Sunday's episode. In fact, just to kind of give you a glimpse behind the scenes as we get, or as I get ready to record on Sunday, um, making several notes about the games before, what's going to be the lead. I thought the lead today was going to be the first ever game at Love's Field on Friday when OU beat Miami of Ohio 9-7. I was prepared for all these storylines to talk about with OU and Miami of Ohio. And maybe we'll do that. I'm just trying to react here in the moment. And in the moment, it's just, realistically, I knew that this streak was not going to go on forever. I knew that. You knew that. OU wasn't going to win every single game from here on to the end of history. So at times, maybe it felt like that was going to be the case. But this streak was going to come to an end. And it was probably going to come to an end this year. It's still shocking a little bit that OU lost a softball game. It's shocking that OU just lost a softball game at home. And I'm going to stay consistent, guys, with everything that I've said throughout the start of the season thus far. I said that I was going to live in the moment of this win streak. I said that I was going to be thankful throughout. And that's what I am today. That's, that's genuinely how I feel on this Sunday. 71 consecutive wins. I am thankful for the incredible historic ride that no other fan in college softball history is probably going to ever get to experience again. Think about that. And maybe we just need to add some perspective in today after this loss is we just got to experience something that no other college softball fan, one, has ever experienced before, nor will they ever either because this streak is never going to be broken again because of the consolidation of teams and the major conferences and how evenly the talent is spread out. That's only going to continue to be the case here moving forward. 71 consecutive wins was an insane ride, and all the teams they beat throughout the major powers in the sports. What an epic ride, and I, I, I'm just thankful in this moment that OU softball gave us this, and it's something that, you know, there's a lot of things to brag about with this program, right? There is a lot of things to brag about if you're an OU softball fan. You can bring up the national championships. You can bring up the fact that you have Patty Gasso, who by the end of her career will probably be the all-time winningest head coach of all time in every single statistical category, wins, win percentage, all that. But we will reference what's happened over the course of the past 365-plus days. That is another bragging point for an OU softball fan, that not only did you set the winning streak record of all time, you shattered it and probably put it out of reach. And you know what, guys? They lost today. They lost today to Louisiana. One of those days that we thought that they might have at some point. You hit some balls hard. Louisiana made some plays at the wall. You had maybe a few walks, some errors, some base running mistakes. Oh, you didn't play their best today. And they got beat. And guess what? That's okay. Just like it was okay last year. I know you lost to Baylor. and They didn't lose another game and they won the national championship game. This is not the end of the season. And I don't think I have to talk anyone 
off of a ledge today. I really don't think that that's the case. But there's a lot of softball left to be played. We're not even in conference play yet. And might this be, and I don't want to come across as some sunshine pumper today, but I want to look at it realistically. Like, how much can I really gripe and complain and get upset after OU just won 71 consecutive games? I'm all out for being critical when it needs to be critical, but I just find it a little bit hard to be super critical when OU just lost for the first time in 71 games. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much evidence that a loss early on in the season ends up being a good thing for this program. They get on the right track, they start playing their best softball, and they play their best when they need to. So in no way am I worried today. I, I'm, I'm just not. I'm just thankful for the incredible ride that this program took us on, and maybe it's a good thing. Again, maybe this is what's best to happen. Maybe the winning streak now, it's okay. That's not a storyline anymore. It's not a storyline that's hanging over the program. They did it. They got the winning streak. We'll be talking about it forever. No one's ever going to touch it again, in my opinion. And now you get to start a new streak starting this upcoming week, right? The pressure with that is behind you. You can kind of focus now and hone in on, all right, here's where we need to get better. And this team needs to get better in some spots. There's no doubt about it. We saw it today. They played some really good softball this weekend, but there's still some spots where this team can get a lot better. Now you can hone in on that. Now you got your little wake-up call, regroup thing, whatever you want to call it. And now they can get back to, all right, let's just be us. The blue-collar mentality of us, the opening weekend of Love's Field, exciting. Everything's behind you now. Let's focus on getting better here. Maybe this is just the best thing to happen in terms of winning a national championship. But if you're mad today, if you're upset today, I'm sorry, but I think you're a little spoiled. And I think you're quite a bit unrealistic about what's reality in this sport. There are a lot of really good teams in college softball. It, it, this isn't the day anymore where there's only six to seven good teams and everyone else, there's a the massive drop-off. Louisiana's a good team. The teams they played at this point are good teams. The teams you ran through on this 71-game win streak are some really good teams, the elite of the elite. So I don't want to tell anybody how to fan, but I just feel like if you're upset today, I think it's a bit unrealistic, and honestly, I think it's a bit spoiled. This season is far from over. This team can regroup now. I think they will. I think they'll start playing their best softball. It was not their best day. Some things that they absolutely have to get better at. But, but guess what, guys? They will. They, they will get better, and I think that we're going to see an even more impressive team, an impressive version of this team as we, uh, as we move forward here. Again, I, I did not expect this to be the lead today or the main conversation, but we can talk about the other games here, um, but it just kind of feels like this is the the main storyline right now is is the seventy game seventy one game win streak, the historic win streak is uh, is to an end. But I'll, I'll recap some games. Of course, I thought there were a lot of good to, to come out of this weekend, right? The eight nothing win over Louisiana on Saturday, and even before that, the eight nothing win over Liberty in five innings. I after that close call against Miami of Ohio, OU had really started to play good softball. You had three consecutive 5-0 run rule wins, 8-0 over Liberty, 8-0 uh, over Louisiana, team you lost to today on Sunday, and a 15-3 win over Liberty on Saturday. There, there were a lot of good things. I, I liked the way that OU started some of those games. I thought Maxwell was outstanding in that Liberty game on Friday after the Miami of Ohio game. And I was really proud of this team for after that close call, they came out and 
dominated Liberty from the beginning. And I thought that that said a lot. Like, again, these are all notes that I made to talk about today. And, I, and I'll still like th this doesn't have to be the only storyline from this weekend, because, again, OU played a lot of softball games this weekend, five to be exact, and they went four and one. But just to quickly recap some of those games, liked how they came out into the close game against Miami of Ohio, dominated Liberty in five innings. Thought it says a lot to just come right back. And, you know, I, I thought they would, too. I think I even said it on the radio show is, all right, well, after that close call against Miami of Ohio, you watch. OU's going to come out this very next game, and they're going to dominate Liberty, and that's what they did. So it says a lot to be right and just expect that they're going to bounce back, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what happened. Uh, Cassidy Pickering had a home run in that game in the second inning. Guys, I think she's a star. Uh, maybe didn't have her best game on on Sunday at the plate, but she she's a star. I just I, I feel really good about that. But I like the great response and they put a bow on the memorable day on Friday. Come back on Saturday and you're up seven nothing after the first two innings. Eleven a.m. game, early game. You came out ready to play. Kirsten Deal gave you a great outing. Four innings, three hits, no runs. Monticelli closed it out well, and they just took care of business early. In the late game on Friday, the early game on Saturday, and then again, the late game on Saturday. Oh, you had 17 hits against Liberty, that 15-3 win. Jumped out quickly again, 12 nothing after the third inning. You didn't have to watch too much of that game to know that OU was going to run away with that one. And the only negative, really, from those three games, from the, from the three games after the Miami of Ohio game, really the only negative was Kelly Maxwell allowing those three runs at the end of that Liberty game in the top of the fifth inning. I mean, that, that, that was really it. Mays, 6-0 on the year, uh, three innings, one hit, zero runs in that game. But all in all, a lot of good outside of what we saw today against Louisiana. And it was just uncharacteristic. And that's just not the real identity or DNA or blueprint of this team. I get this, that's just not it. Like Jada Coleman's base running mistake. Um, again, some defensive errors that happen, base running mistakes. I'll go back to that, the walks. That's, that's not this team. This team has got some things that it needs to accomplish. It does. We acknowledge that. We realize that. But not as all bad. I don't think I have to talk anyone off the ledge again, but I just want to reinforce the point. All is okay. All is okay. They'll still be the number one ranked team when the rankings come out tomorrow. And even if I'm wrong, and I don't think I am, even if I'm wrong, that's fine. That's fine. They came out as the number two team last year, going into Mary Nutter, dominated that run in California, and ended up running UCLA in, in an epic performance. All is good. All is fine. Calm down. Relax. It's all good. All is fine in uh, OU land right now. I, okay. If I'm going to recap the weekend, then I at least have to do my due diligence and recap the uh, Miami of Ohio game on Friday night. First game at Love's Field. All in all, I, I, I hope this doesn't put a super damper mood on the weekends because it was a great weekend. That game against Miami, Ohio was fantastic. At least got to talk about it, right? Because it happened. It did. The pregame festivities were awesome. I laughed when it's Patty's turn to speak and she looks over and says, Jay, to stop barking. She does. I don't know if anyone else caught that at the podium. I'm like, yeah, that's Jada Coleman right there. Eh, that, that, that's Jada for you. Patty's ready to bless the new stadium, and of course she gets emotional. Before even she gets emotional or says a word, Jada, stop barking. <laughs> that's this team, man.
Like, uh, they they love it, and I love them for it. Down 3 nothing after the top of the first inning against Miami of Ohio. Just kept battling back. Um, not May's best outing in that game. I wonder if there were some nerves. That probably was an unfamiliar place with all the fanfare that was going on, but I love the great mix of veterans and, and newcomers coming up clutch in that game, right? You had big hits from Cassidy Pickering. Of course, you had the big hit from from Kenzie Hans. It just felt like you got a lot of production up and down the lineup, whether it was someone who's been with the program for four years now or someone who's a newcomer. Just like the fight that they showed in that game against Miami of Ohio. And it's just, you know, I overall I was really impressed with how they just continue to stay in the game throughout. You know, Ella Parker would get an RBI early in the game. Alina Torres would. Brito, of course, who's been here for a while. But it was Riley Ludlum, Jada Coleman, Cassidy Pickering, of course, hits a home run. And then we know what happened with Kinsey Hansen homering to left field for the walk-off. But I, I, I do want to bring up something in particular from that game that is going to fall under the wayside a little bit because of what happened on Sunday. But I like to give out credit when credit is due, okay? And I believe number one Patty Gasso fan on Twitter pointed this out first, so I want to give that account credit because it's so true. Kinsey's home run is what's going to be remembered from that game. And rightfully so. I mean, she closed out the old park with a epic two-out, two-strike, three-run home run to send in extra innings, and she'd open up the new park with a walk-off bomb. That's what's going to be remembered. That's fair. But can we talk about S.J. Guerin? Can we talk about what S.J. did in that half inning where she came in when Miami of Ohio seemingly hit about eight home runs to tie the game in the top of the seventh inning? And Miami of Ohio had all the momentum. And S.J. Guerin comes in in the middle of the inning. And it was the single biggest inning by a pitcher, maybe so far this year. Definitely the weekend, but maybe so far this year. Miami of Ohio had all the momentum. Oh, my gosh, all the momentum. They can end the win streak. They can be in the first game ever at Love's Field. They can spoil the entire party. Think about how much worse you would have felt if OU loses the first game of Love's Field compared to the past game this weekend. S.J. Guerin didn't allow that to happen. She comes in after Miami of Ohio, tied the game, and she comes in and was just clutch. Shut Miami of Ohio down. Gave OU to go to the bottom of the last inning with a chance to go and win the game. That's exactly what happened. But S.J. Guerin, just a couple of weeks ago, was just a nice, fun story, getting her first action. No, 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 no. It's, better. it's more than that. It's better than that. She continues to get opportunities. She continues to perform really well. So give S.J. Guerin credit for what she was able to do this weekend. And also, an under-the-rated storyline from that game, Riley Boone, go figure. Kinsey's going to get all the credit, and she should. She hit the home run, the walk-off home run, the memorable moment. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kinsey. What I'm trying to do is give other people credit who deserve it. S.J. Guerin deserves credit for what she did in the top of the seventh inning to come in and be shut down. So does Riley Boone. Riley Boone got the party started just like she always does. Lead-off single. Nothing special. Nothing spectacular. Actually, it was special. But nothing spectacular. No walk-off home run. No, um, didn't hit it off the wall and have a triple or anything. Just a single. But it's that single that ignites the rally. It's that signal 
it's that single that gives the momentum a little bit back to OU. It's that single that makes the other dugout say, uh-oh, here we go. She gets on. She can run. She can steal. Ball's in the gap. She's going to win the game. I just want Riley Boone and I want S.J. Guerin, even in a day where the 71-game win streak comes to an end, I want S.J. Guerin. I want, um, I, want, I want Riley Boone to get the credit. All right? So here's my opportunity for both of those players to get credit because they deserve it. Unsung heroes. Riley Boone's been that essentially her entire career. She got the party started at the bottom of the seventh inning, and she ends up um, helping OU win this game. This program always finds a way. I know they didn't on Sunday, but they did it for 71 consecutive times, so I think I'm still allowed to say that this program always, always finds a way. And to just bring something up, Sooner Shy wanted me to title the podcast We Today, and I was going to. I had every, I, I, I was totally going to title the podcast just We Today. That's it with quotations. But I thought that was pretty silly of some of the tweets that happened. And, and, and in no way is what I'm about to say sour grapes because OU lost today. I was going to say this regardless. I, I already had this down in the rundown sheet today. This was already planned, and this was actually going to be the main theme of the podcast today. But what was said over social media this weekend was pretty ridiculous. And I think that it is a product of, there's a lot of Oklahoma hate out there, and a lot of people that wanted OU to lose on Friday. Because to be really upset with an ESPN Plus broadcast, that has the Sooner Sports Network essentially logo on the top right-hand side and a couple of former players on the broadcast, first game ever of a new stadium. If you get upset by that, by those broadcasters saying we, you don't have a problem with the podcast. You don't have a problem with those broadcasters. You don't have a problem with the quote-unquote professionalism that you were talking about. You got a a problem with OU. It's not one thing, it's another. And I'm not going to get overly upset about it. And again, it's not sour grapes because OU lost the game today. I had this down to talk about anyway. But give me a break. Get out of here. If this was any other team in the country, if you were watching a UCLA game and two alums were saying we, if you were watching an Alabama game and Montana Fouts was on the broadcast saying we, or Florida or anyone else outside OU, those people wouldn't be upset about it. They certainly wouldn't tweet about it and make it a big deal. But the Oklahoma hate is real, and that's fine. That's just another sign of the incredible dynasty that continues to go on right now. But there is hate out there. There are people. There are people that cover the sports. There are people that are involved in this sport. They want OU to lose. Take a look at what Mike White said last year, calling Patty Gasso a cheetah. Uh, um, Carol up there at Michigan, they're a one. There are people out there that want OU to lose. And they're fine. That's their right. They want OU to lose. But quit trying to find things that make you angry when it's not that serious. It's an ESPN Plus broadcast. This is an OU production. First game ever at Love's Field. This was not a game in Oklahoma City at the Women's College World Series. It wasn't. And I just don't think that they were really that upset about it. I just think maybe they got their hopes up about Miami of Ohio winning. I, I, I don't know. Maybe some tweets were deleted during that time. Like, it, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty ridiculous if you ask me. Now, those same broadcasters, 
if they're going to call a regional game or a super regional game or a women's college world series game on a national broadcast, like, yeah, maybe don't say we, but let's also understand that is not the only time that's ever happened on an ESPN plus broadcast. But why do we hear about it? Because it's Oklahoma. That's why we hear about it. So I thought all that was silly. And I, I saw some of you call out the NCAA for not tweeting whatsoever about OU's epic win in the new ballpark. I, 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 I don't know. I, I thought it was funny that the NCAA was called out. And, of course, they put something out. But all this crap about ah, professionalism, all that, shut up. That's not the first time that you've heard about that. You really don't care. It's just. People want this program to lose. And, again, that, that's fine. That's okay. That's the situation that they're in right now. People want them to lose because of the dynasty they built. I just, I just thought it was a little annoying to come after those particular broadcasters when that is not the first time that's ever happened before, nor that is the first time ever that those broadcasters have heard the word we being used on a broadcast that's pretty much put on in-house uh, by the broadcast team. Uh, okay, I uh, did want to mention a few things first. 4,450 attendance for the first ever game at Love's Field. Record breaker, of course. Fantastic, or at least a record breaker for games in Norman. Not a huge uh, surprisement there. Um, but Love's Field looked great. I, I, I wasn't able to make it this weekend, but um, looked fantastic. I mean, field looking in, in great shape. Um, concessions, the bathrooms, everything looked really good. Mark Worley, I asked you guys to give us your uh, review of the stadium, and here's what Mark Worley said. I think Mark drove all the way from Ohio to get here this weekend. How about that, Mark? Mark says, the bricks and amenities are beautiful. Duh. But the stadium vibe is off the charts. It's different. I think it will boom beyond this opening weekend. Brisket burger is awesome also. Mark, a big fan of that brisket burger. So if you uh, got plans to make it to Love's Field, Mark says, yeah, the brisket burger is uh, is worth your time. So, Cool to see Mark out there. Um, cool to see the family that drove all the way from Virginia to be, well, to catch this game, but to be the first ticket scanned at Love's Field. And we put that out on the uh, Ref uh, Twitter and Facebook account. But I'm going to try to reach out for BJ maybe next week to uh, just kind of reach out to him, see if he wants to go on the podcast and and, and talk about his experience. Um but he did post an Oklahoma Sooner softball that said, a week ago, I posted in this group asking questions about Norman and the new Loves Field. This group was so helpful, I wanted to say thank you and to share our experience. We flew in all the way from Virginia. My daughter ended up being the first ever person admitted to the new Loves Field. We were adopted by a couple from this group who rescued us from standing room only and gave us tickets behind home plate. My daughter's got autographs from legends like Marita Hines, Jocelyn Allo, and Alex Duraco. They visited Heisman Park, all the athletic facilities, Museum of Natural History. She loves art. They did all the food, and apparently they had an incredible weekend. And that's the good stuff, guys. That's, that's the good stuff right there. You had a, a young OU fan from Virginia. Her dad flew her out here. They come together, father-daughter moment, first-ever ticket scan, a memory they'll always have. That's the good stuff. So... Maybe the overall storyline from this weekend is, ah, oh, you lost the 71-game win streak. For, yeah, for most people. But for a certain family in Virginia, they'll always have that memory, and that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hopefully, I can uh, get in touch with BJ, and uh, we can talk about the, uh, the weekend it was. But it's all good, guys. It's all good. I'm not worried. I don't think that you're worried. I don't think that you should worry. 
all is going to be okay in the end. This team is going to get right. And they still got a chance at another national championship. The season is not over. In fact, they're going to play again this week. That's what the schedule says anyway. Unless there's some clause to where if your 71-game win streak, your historic win streak comes to an end and your season ends, I don't think there is. All is good. All is fine. And I still expect um, uh, big things coming forward from this team. I also just pressed the wrong button there. I was trying to press the button to uh, send us out here. There we go. Some blunders, maybe like the OU softball team today. But like the OU softball team, I'll get right. I'll get right when the season matters most. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Everyone who made the trip to Love's Field this weekend. Hope it was a great environment. Hope you had a great time. We'll talk to you next week. Let's start a new winning streak, huh? Right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast.